Hey Scuttlebuds, it's Mike. I'm hanging out here with Rick, and we've got a really great show for you today. We've got Holly Rand in studio. She's going to try to convince everybody that figure skating is a definite, legitimate sport, and that you should watch. Let's do this. We're hanging. Mike, where do you go if you need a book? I go to Jim James at Park Street Books. Where do you go if you want to get some booze? I go to Larkin's Liquors. Okay, what if you need to learn how to kick someone's ass that's, that's threatening you or your family? I would be going to Rolando Perez at Perez Martial Arts. Mm-hmm. And if you had some crabgrass problems... Mario's Lawn Care, 100 times out of 100. Of course. Are you feeling hungry? Yes. Let's call Royals. I'm on it. Small Town Scuttlebots. Hey, Scuttlebuds, Rick here with across the table from Mike in the Scuttlebutt studio in the northeast corner of my basement here somewhere in Medfield, Mass. It is episode 72, Monday, December 20. You know what that means? Five days away from Christmas. Woo! Are you sharing in the excitement with me, Michael? Well, I don't think I'm quite as excited as you. I still have a handful of ornaments to get done mm-hmm. in time. Uh, I'm kind of sweating bullets on that because I don't have much time with my commute. Um, and also, speaking of which, the commute, uh, this morning I had a driver on 95, a very festive, jolly gentleman driving a pickup truck. Wait, did he have antlers on it or a red nose on the grill? No, he's not a soccer mom. Okay. Um, <laughs> but he he was very festive. His pickup truck was decorated, but with like red ribbon going around it. Mm-hmm. The pickup truck was loaded in the back. I don't know what it was. It looked like it was mostly legitimately trash, uh, but he clearly was blasting Christmas tunes as he's driving along. He he's having the time of his life, and then uh, how, how how did you know that? Well, he's because he's bopping along and his truck's all decorated. He's really enjoying his day. Moments after he passed me. All kinds of stuff is flying out of the back of his truck. Uh, Cars are swerving to avoid all kinds of things. So thank you, Jolly Pickup Truck Driver. I really appreciate that. And happy holidays to you. I hope you get everything. All all great things. Mass plates on the back of that truck? Yeah. Okay, he was in the left lane, wasn't he? Uh, But I was actually kind of surprised because when I saw all the trash flying out, I expected New Hampshire plates, but they were mass. Yeah, people in New Hampshire actually care about their environment. Uh, you'd be surprised the way some of those New Hampshire folks drive up on the North Shore. Oh, those New Hampshire, you know what those are? Those are ex-mass holes that moved to New Hampshire to get the, you know what, they basically killed the goose that laid the golden egg in New Hampshire. I'm from there, it used to be an awesome state until all the mass holes thought, mm. ooh, this is awesome too, let me come up here and fuck with it like we already did with our own state. Sure, sure. But anyway, why are we getting negative? We're bringing in our friend Holly Rand. You, uh, you're you on the board of health, but you don't want to talk in that capacity because you say one thing off of kilter and, and, and the mean mom's mom, but Medfield will fucking come out and kill you. Correct. Right. So we won't talk about that stuff, but how about just focus on something that you're really passionate about, figure skating. Correct. Kind of thing. Could you say anything else besides correct? <laughs> Let's go, Holly. I'm on the board of health. I'm a yeah. PA. Um, What's I'm a PA a, stand a for? Physician assistant. What's that do? Is that like a doctor? Uh, it's in between 
It, it, we work under doctors. It's sort of like a nurse practitioner is how I like to describe it. Yeah. Um, you know what's weird, though? I'm sorry. I'm going to interrupt your own introduction here. Please. So your husband is one, Jason, my buddy. Uh, he's a PA as well, but he performs surgery. Like he actually cuts skin open and starts fiddling with body parts and repairs. He, he fiddling. Actually, <laughs> now, I would prefer to have a doctor do something like that. What makes you guys able well, to do this? Well, we assist. I mean, he assists his doctor who's involved in his surgery. But it's funny that you bring that up because Jason and I. Wait, are, does he do any cutting? Yeah, I'm sure he does cutting. Yeah, that yeah. isn't and that sewing surgery at the end. though. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. participates in so the surgery. Yeah, he is assists. this like an assist like in hockey? Like you really kind of did a lot of the work, but yeah. then the other guy gets the credit? Yeah, while he's on the golf course. You know, like he just lined up the appointment, did the consult, and said, yeah, my buddy Jason will do it. Yeah, he's doing his practice stroke, and he's like, <laughs> I just fixed somebody's knee. <laughs> yeah. So you know what's funny about this is we talk about it all the time is Jason does orthopedics, and everybody thinks he, because he takes care of all these weekend warriors in town, and they think he's the end-all, be-all. Mm -hmm. And whenever we are hanging out with friends, everyone's like, Jason's just the best. Jason's just the best. And I do cardiac. And people are like dying left and right. We resuscitate people. We put stents in people having heart attacks. And nobody wants to hear my story. Now, that's amazing because I think the brain <laughs> and the heart are the two most complicated, sensitive organs in the body, right? Yeah, but Jason no. fixes knees. Yeah, and and he's also had affiliation with the Boston Celtics. If you want right? to get so, a leg up on people, hey, you're actually, gonna need a good knee. Holly, would you mind? Um, is 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 Jason around? Could we? Could he come? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I get it. You all want to finish your Angel Run five k, PR it, and so he's really important. But I tell yeah. people all the time, I'm like, when you drop and have a heart attack in Shaw's, I'm going to walk over you, uh -huh. and I'm not going to resuscitate you, and I'm going to say, call Jason, see if he can come and help you. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. So, but of course, this just circles back to Jason Rand and how amazing he is. He is, his, you know, but you are prowess. But you are too. You're one of my favorite people in Medfield because you're so grounded, and everyone around here is going nuts. Last week, we talked about something as simple as a holiday parade. Like this is the time we're just just lay down your sword, go to the parade, enjoy it, and go home. Put up a Christmas tree, you know. Watch, it's a wonderful life. But then. You know, a kid comes out with a with an article trying to be funny, and everyone's like wheeling out the town guillotine. You know, and and do we have one of those? They're making one now. They're I yeah, we should probably get one. <laughs> the clockmaker can maybe help you guys. Yeah, out right. With the guillotine. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, I think the pandemic has really put a lot of pressure on people. Everybody was just about bubbling under the edge. And mm -hmm. the pandemic has really brought out a lot of stress and anxiety. Yeah. I mean, I had a complete and total meltdown in uh, the Medfield Shaws. Can you tell us about this without like sugarcoating it? I mean, just be just open up. Let's let's hear it. Not proud, not proud of the scenario, but you know, I go up to this was in the be the beginning months, um, and I go up with my mask and I put all my groceries on the belt and then I have my own bags, and the checkout person says, you know, ma'am, we ma'am, which oh, ma'am, oh, don't excuse love, me, don't love that. Mm -mm, so I was already on miss. edge. It's like, um, you know, when are you having the baby? You know, it's it's one of those things that you just don't say to women, like, oh, you're pregnant. No, I, you know, I'm not. I'm just fat. <laughs> I mean, it's the same thing. Just don't call a woman ma'am. So I was, you know, she says to me, she's like, well, ma'am, she's like, you know, if I can't bag your groceries with your own bag, she's like, but I can use our bag. 
facts. So I think that, you know, after working many months in the hospital and just the whole stress of the pandemic, I looked at her, I said, do you realize how ridiculous that is? Mm -hmm. She just looked at me. I said, there is no such thing as fomite transmission for COVID. And if you if you don't know what fomite transmission is, it's, you know. She doesn't. She, no, Spoiler she, alert. She doesn't. <laughs> uh, it's when you touch a surface and COVID is transmitted through the surface, when people were bleaching their Amazon boxes. And, mm. But at that point, we had ruled out fomite transition. I said, there's no such thing as fomite transmission. I said, do you understand? I just touched all of these groceries. You can't put them in my bag, but you can put them in your paper bag. And that's okay. After she touches all of the things that you touch. After right? she scans them. Yeah. And it was a complete and total meltdown. She looks at me. She says, you know, I'm just in high school, right? <gasps> and, <laughs> she just, uh, and, uh, I was not expecting that twist. No, my good friend Dermot was about four people behind me. And I see her just kind of push her head over and look at me. And I'm like, yeah, this is an all time low. I apologize. What time of day? What day was it? And what time of day Complete was it? Complete mental breakdown. It was, uh, I'm, I I can't recall, honestly. It was not a weekend. Okay, so it was after work, a long day? I wasn't in scrubs or anything, no. It was a, it was a regular day. It was probably one of my days off. Middle of the day, there was mm -hmm. a line of people. You know, everything was crazy then. Yeah. And uh, I guess the odds are you're going to run into somebody that you know at Shaw's. Oh, sure. And unfortunately, it was in the midst of my mental breakdown over COVID. But that that sounds manageable. I, I wouldn't. Are you embarrassed by that? Sort of. Yeah. I mean, I yelled at a high schooler about fomite transmission over groceries. It's but, not, that was my best day. But here's here's something that you can take with you to the bank. OK, one of my favorite things to teach kids has always been how to tie their shoes. They'll never forget that lesson. Right. You taught her a lesson she'll never forget. Fomite transmission is when you touch something and then you then contract something. I mean, that is... She will always remember that the rest of her life. She'll be like, this one time, this crazy lady yelled at me about fomite transmission while I was just trying to bag her groceries. <laughs> I mean, I love that, Mike. It's a glass half full kind of attitude, but I mm -hmm. think she probably thinks that all Medfield moms are assholes. I mean, that's another way of And she would be 96% correct. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, come on. No comment. Yeah. Can I ask uh, a completely unrelated question, but you mentioned that you weren't wearing scrubs, which brings me to a question that every time I notice this, I always wonder. So anytime I see any medical person wearing scrubs outside of the hospital, especially if you're like driving around in Boston, like near all of the hospitals, and you see people out on their lunch breaks in scrubs, I always wonder, this doesn't seem like the best thing in the world, right? Like you leave the hospital... You're wandering around. God knows where you're going, especially if you see them on the T. If, if you see mm -hmm. somebody on the train wearing scrubs and they're on their way to work, I'm always like, well, how does, how does this? And never mind COVID. Like is already it, I thought it was kind of weird. Is it what about, is the, yeah. like obviously if you're going into surgery, there's going to be like another layer over that. But just in general, am I alone here? Yeah. It's like when you put on rubber gloves. They're all well and good until you touch your face, right? right, right then you gotta right. get rid of those gloves. They're yeah, we're looking at useless. you, subway sandwich artist. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you know you're really not supposed to wear scrubs in and out of the hospital. And I typically, typically change my scrubs after I leave a procedure if there's, you know, bodily fluids on it, like blood. Mm -hmm. um, uh, 
but you know, I think there are so many problems right now, Mike, that I love your enthusiasm for that. But there's uh, staffing shortages at the hospital. Oh, there's, yeah. No, I know, don't even. We um, it's like I'm like, you know, just just doing my best. So, yeah, some no, days that, I don't change. it was just something in general. Like, I've always been like, oh, that's kind of funny that they're wearing it outside of the hospital. But now they're going into this like pristine workspace. I say pristine. Hospitals also have all kinds of gross things going on. Disgusting, yeah. Both my yeah. kids are born cesarean section. I mm-hmm. watched full operation with my daughter because it was scheduled. She was born at 1023 on a Tuesday morning. I was there, watched everything but the actual incision. It was cool. Mm-hmm. My son, after my wife was in labor for 60 hours. Holly's sound effect, by the way, suggested that it's not cool. It is a barbaric operation, and I give credit to all women that go through it. Did- Many men pass out, Rick. Yeah, no, the anesthesiologist said, hey, we don't want a, a dad to fall on the floor. And uh, he had come over and he had, he just held his hand on my shoulder the whole time. And it was amazing. I'm like, oh, is that my wife's placenta? And they're like, yeah, really good. I'm like, well, then what's that? And they're like, it's on the table next to her. It's like, that's her uterus. And I'm like, wah, I'll put it back in. <laughs> but they had to like stitch it up and then stuff it back. And they don't put it in a particular spot. They just like stuff it back in and it it all finds its way back yes but my point is i had a locker room to change into and it looked like this is where people do that don't you guys have like a a showering locker room place where you go in with street clothes and you we have a locker room for sure but i mean a lot of times you're working 12 hour shifts and i've you're just trying to minimize the amount of time you're wasting i've got an idea tear away pants (laughs) like (laughs) Yes, right. Like, like the NBA, yep. like the NBA. We, we're, we're Rick. Let's get in on the ground floor on this. And let's you, make this happen. And you got to play tear the, away scrubs. And you got to play the Alan Parsons yes. song that the Bulls that the Bulls came out to in the nineties. Well, I also, you know, yes. on, as an aside, I had a meltdown at the scrub machine once, um, which I will. I'm tell sorry. You, about. you mean the washing machine the uh, I mean, laund- at the laundromat you were no, at the laundromat no 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 there's a scrub machine where you turn in your scrubs you turn in a, you have like three credits and you turn in your pair of dirty scrubs and then you get a new one mm-hmm. so um there's a woman at Brigham Women's Hospital who is very particular about the scrub machine and credits and she takes her job very seriously and when uh at certain points they'll reduce your credits if they don't like the way your um your deposit if you're depositing too many at once so she reduced me to one credit so i called her i said hey i said here's the deal i said i am in you know the scrub machines in the middle of the hallway on the floor i said um when i get blood on my scrubs i'm happy to take off my shirt and my pants because i only have one credit Mm -hmm. and deposit it and stand there naked until you receive my deposit and then you are you issue me another credit and then I can get the clothes and get dressed in the middle of the hallway. I said, mm-hmm. but you know, patients are going back and forth and that's not really appropriate. Mm-hmm. And she said, I'll give you one more credit. But I mean, some things are absolutely again, I give you credit was, for saying that as well. I think mm-hmm. yeah. I think you deserve at least three credits. Now. I'm gonna give you it, extra it, credit. It looks like there's so you've a got theme at least of me four. having meltdowns at yeah, this point. Yeah, are you gonna those, have one here on the show? I, I too early to tell.
We talked earlier this week on the phone about what we want to talk about. We arrived on figure skating, mainly because you think it's a sport. Well, we've been arguing about this for uh, many years, Rick. Mm. Um, I, I do think it's a sport. Yeah, well, Mike and I would love to hear your dissertation on why it's a sport. I noticed that you actually brought a notebook, and you were a competitive figure skater yourself. I skated competitively for 14 years, and then I coached for many years after that. So, so. what's your what's your highest accolade? What, what do you have? What's on your trophy? Trophy shelf, if you will. So I competed at the novice level. Most people who compete, you know, so it goes really, you do a bunch of tests and you have to go through all the levels. And then when you sort of get to the competitive competitive level, you're novice, intermediate, silver senior, I think. It's changed over the years. Mm -hmm. But anyway, you're like three or four steps below what like the Olympic skaters compete at. And I mean, I used to skate with Nancy Kerrigan when I trained in Boston. Um, I wouldn't say that I was a phenomenal figure skater, but I was average enough. I won a bunch of medals. I'll stop you right there. Don't don't play. Average enough. That is a great. Put that on your business card. (laughs) That is a great phrase. Average enough. You want to set expectations low. Now, yeah. Holly, you, you're, I think you're like selling yourself short here. You shared ice time with Nancy Kerrigan, a U.S. Olympic gold medalist. Uh, she is, I believe, an Olympic silver medalist. Oh, she didn't get the gold? She did not get the gold, no. Well, she got her knee taken out. So By Tanya Harding. Yeah. yeah. Well, mm-hmm. her Tanya Harding's like boyfriend or something, correct. right? Or bodyguard Jeff or something? Galuli? Jeff Galuli, correct. Yeah. Yes. So um, this is... I've looked up the definition of sport, and according to Webster, it is a activity involving physical exertion and skill in which an individual or team competes against another for entertainment. Ooh, that last part is crucial. Yeah. Okay. Um. You you have the floor, Holly. Let's let's hear it, and uh, then then we'll we'll pass the conch around, and Mike can talk, and I'll I'll weigh in. But I talk too much. This is my seventy second episode. You're first, so go ahead. Why do you think? This is actually a real sport. So you are not the first person to think that. This, when you do research on figure skating beasts, that he talks too much versus art. <laughs> <laughs> There is a lot of information out there. So clearly you're not the only person that thinks this. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think there is some element of subjective judging in figure skating. You are judged on like jumps and spins, but you're also judged on your creativity. Mm-hmm. And so that is where people tend to feel like it's not a sport. You're not hitting a puck in the net. Uh, you're not shooting a basket. But in my opinion... I mean, look, you watch football. I watch a lot of football, okay? Don't you think that the refs, there's somewhat of a subjective component to professional football? Absolutely not. There's lines to delineate offsides, um, out of bounds. Uh, This is the end zone. Uh, Pass interference, roughing the passer, the penalties. Which plays get holding called versus Mm. all of the ones that don't? It's not so much subjective. It's did they catch it or not? I mean, replays, hindsight's 20-20, right? You'll look at something like, that was a horse caller. You know, that's going to be a penalty. Uh, why didn't they call that? I mean, the, the, why didn't they call traveling? Well, it's LeBron James. We're yeah, right. Or call. like, why why didn't they call that? Because the other team's the Saints, <laughs> you know. But there is Saints some sub- subjectivity to it, you have to admit. It's not a completely I, objective I, sport. 
Yeah, we're going to have to agree to disagree there, but continue. Okay, all right. Um, so I think that, and figure skating has changed over the years, and I don't know if any of you recall the big controversy in 2002 over the Olympics with the French pair team that, you know, they completed their performance and the Russians had won over them, even though everybody just thought it was a slam dunk that this pair team had won. And come to find out some Russian mob boss had orchestrated a fix and this French judge... Wait, can I stop you right there? Absolutely. Tread lightly. We have 15 Russian listeners. <laughs> okay? And I've given them enough of... Like, they know we're in the northeast corner of a basement in Medfield. <laughs> <laughs> These Russians can probably figure it out and kill my family. So... The Russians are powerhouses in figure skating. I'm, I'm going to give it to them. They are absolutely <laughs> wonderful in figure skating. Um but what ended up happening is this French judge had made a deal with another with a Russian judge. And she said, hey, I'll I'll help your team out if you help my French dance team out. And then they changed the whole scoring. So it's much more objective after that. And they awarded them both a gold medal. How does something like that come out? I mean, if it's a deal between two people, was it so egregious? Like, what's going on here? It was egregious, and yeah. the French judge admitted to it. Ooh, wow. So, is that, is that's that person, always a good way to get caught. Is that <laughs> is that French judge alive, or did the Russian mob get rid of him? She's alive, and she says it completely ruined her life. Yeah. So... Uh, but, uh, you know, figure skating has changed in that sense. So it is, you know, you're sort of, you're judged on two different aspects and you're judged on how many jumps you do. Now there's the ice dancing that if you want to tell me you don't consider that a sport where there aren't really a lot of technical elements and it's more artistic, I may jive with you on that. What are you, What's your take on rhythmic gymnastics? So... <laughs> See now, this is. A I don't want to get too off off topic, but slippery slopes. Where does rhythmic gymnastics fall? Synchronized swimming, also. Yeah. I mean, what about snowboarding? I put it. I put rhythmic gymnastics skiing. and synchronized swimming on par with uh, cool magic tricks and unicycling. <laughs> I'm impressed, but also this is what you put your time into. How much time like, did that take? Holy yeah. hell! How how many countless hours went into this? Yeah. Yes, right. I'm impressed. <laughs> but also part of why I'm imp impressed is like you are dedicating yourself to this craft. That you know, if I am forced, I never watched TikTok. I don't have it, but someone's like, "Look at this." And they put a phone in front of my face and I watch and that's exactly what I think. These two assholes must have spent 3 weeks getting that choreo choreography down. Just right for that 15-second dance. Where do you go from here? Holly, you're talking about being judged on this and that and the other thing. Um, what was it again that they're judged on? Technical? Technical elements like jumps and spins and sure. footwork. And, sure. And I'm, have you ever seen pair skating? Pair skating? Pair skating where a, a man typically throws a woman into the air off of one blade. She spins in the air four times and lands on one leg and he catches her midair. Mm -hmm. This is a lady's choice. Lady's choice. What are you talking about? Right? At like the roller rink. I, Damn it. That joke fell so far. Yeah. <laughs> now, it's kind of in jest that I, I give you a hard time that it's not a sport. I, there's no denying that what takes place on the hockey rink's ice surface Right. Okay. All what, right. Okay. Um, which, by the way, all you people do is drill holes into it down to the concrete. So when I come out on the the hour of ice time after you, oh no, you know, it's we're hitting before. debits. 
But so is before. We not, always come after the hockey players because they get prime ice time. That's oh, that, also that is, a source of contention for figure skaters. Mm, yeah, you're talking mm-hmm. to a guy, men's league, like we started at 11 at night. But um, the problem with the judging is not only is it on this technical stuff, it's on your costumes. She has some nice sequins. I like the multicolored pattern there. It's a flippy shirt, right? That girl just has boring feathers in her hair. I'm going to vote for that. Like That actually counts. Your costume, the goddamn clothes you put on your on your body, play into how it's scored. I, I here's where I agree with Rick. I prefer when sports don't get scored, like not not like okay, we we the Red Sox scored five runs and the Astros scored nine runs, therefore the Astros won. That makes sense to me. But when it's uh, you get a four point six. But then another judge gave you a 4.8, so then we're going to get lo- rid of the low and the high score, and we go with the averages and whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I don't like that subjective scoring, because there's too much room for error in my book. It definitely is a sport. The competitions, going, you have to pay for your coach to go to the competitions. I mm-hmm. mean, I think Nationals is coming up. I've arrived to a place that I think is a compromise with you saying it's a sport, with your Webster's Dictionary and all that, right? <laughs> Sport is a very, very, very broad term, right? It's a, it's a catch-all term for anything where you get your heart rate up, basically, right? Including rhythmic gymnastics. Yeah. I mean, is that a sport, right? So, I mean, is that the one where the guys, like, run around with a streamer? With the streamer. Ladies, like, it's damn, rhythmic gymnastics isn't in That's the color guard. Gymnastics. Color guard. That, I mean, what the hell, dude? That's not a sport. That's, anywho, hockey, football, contact sports, physical things like that, you can't bucket it in the same category as dancing it's ballet on ice that's what it is so i will meet you in the middle there are classifications of sports if you're driving a car it's a motor sport if you're playing well that's it's already what it's called i get it but i'm taking this further <laughs> can i tell you though can Formu- i finish mike formula one drivers lose seven pounds of sweat at a race is that right that is right hmm. that is a sport right there you Man. don't realize that you're like oh, they're not really doing much they're, uh, Formula One drivers have like the strongest necks in the world. They they do insane neck workouts so that their heads can tolerate the forces. Is that because their outfits are really intense? Yeah, but what's doing? But what's going two hundred miles an hour? The guy or the car? It's the car. He's just driving. He's got a pit crew. It's it's a motorsport. We all know that. No one's arguing it. So why does motorsports get its own designation, but something like what you do doesn't? I think what figure skating is is a performing art sport this is my new crusade performing arts under the sports umbrella performing arts sport motor sport if it's football it's just a sport or a contact sport as they oh, sometimes yeah. refer to contact it as. sport good does vegas put out odds on figure skating does any do you, i bet they do i would assume that they They do. put out odds on like is it is the coin toss going to be heads or tails that's mm-hmm. true yeah who cares? Probably. By the way, I'm pretty sure those odds are always 50-50. What about diving? Yeah, diving, boxing, all of these things. Boxing is, I would call, a hybrid sport because you can you can knock the guy out in the third round, no questions asked. Ten, nine, ten, guy doesn't get up, game's over, or the fight's over, right? Goes 12 rounds, now we're handing it over to the judge's fate, right? And right. Boxing, the the judges. boxing is one of those things... Again, like you're proving to everybody how tough you are, but also you're proving that this is the job you can get, right? Like you're still relying on your fists to get you out of problems and to make you money. 
because that's kind of where you're at, right? <laughs> is that accurate? Is that safe to say? I think it is. Well, you've got to get going. You have a cookie thing. What is this? I am going to a cookie swap. Nice. Uh, you know, when you're talking about festive versus stressful, mm-hmm. I think a cookie swap is somewhere in between. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, it's what you make of it. Did a cookie swap? A cookie swap. This is a thing? So like everybody brings cookies and you trade them around like a Yankee swap? So I have two cookie swaps this week. This oh one God. is a group of women that I am... I'm a little bit concerned. I don't know that I want to take a cookie from them because I feel like I may start hallucinating. Yeah. Just based based on prior uh, experiences with them. I'm just hoping that these cookies are just straightforward cookies. (laughs) And then I'm going to a very intense cookie swap on Thursday where um, if you don't bring four dozen cookies, you are not allowed to leave with even one cookie. Wait, I I did the math. That's 48 cookies, Mike. It is. Can I let you know before either of these cookie swaps happens? Liz Daly recommended cutting things off your list that are just adding stress. If baking these cookies doesn't bring you any joy and it's just another thing on your list, feel free to opt out of either of these cookie swaps. I feel like I'm knee deep. I've committed to the cookie swap. I committed to Scuttlebutt. Once I commit to something, I am I'm not going to bag out. I'm going to come up with 48 cookies for Thursday. <laughs> I'm working 20-something hours in the next couple of days. Wow. And tonight I'm going to hope to come home and go to bed and not start seeing random animals <laughs> in, my, <laughs> in my bedroom. Would you like to do a quick cat quiz before you go, or do you want to head out? Oh, I'd love... Uh, cats are my favorite okay. topic. All right. I'd love oh, to well, talk about cats. Give us a little background on your cat history. You Are you a cat lady? How oh, many cats? I'm 100% a cat lady. Wow, I love it. We had 14 cats in our house. At one point, we had to replace the floor in her All right. downstairs basement. Yep, you're a basement. cat lady. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Here comes the cat lady quiz. I have five questions on the board. Here we go. Okay. What is the proper term for a group of kittens? Would you like the multiple choice options? Yes. Okay. It is a keen, a kettle, a kindle, or a caboodle. What is the proper term for a group of kittens? Caboodle. Yep. No, it is a Kindle. That's what I said. One point for me. Question number two. What is the normal body temperature of a cat? 106, 98, 102, or 94? 102. Correct. Wow. Good for you. I thought she would get that one because she's in the medical arena. Mm -hmm. How many different sounds can a cat make? 27, 150, 100, or 10? 10. Wrong. A dog can only make 10. A cat can make 100. I thought that was common knowledge. <laughs> I mean, I know of three sounds that my cats make. Well, hey, Mike, if I laugh. You're not listening closely enough. There's a Rosetta Stone yeah, Rosetta. on cats. Stop it. Yeah, if you want, if you want, maybe for Christmas, Jason can get you the, uh, the, the cat Rosetta Stone, and that way you'll be able to understand all 100 sounds that your cat well, makes. Well, I do have down, you, you know when the cats see a bird outside and they start clucking? I've got that down to a science. I stand by the window with one of my cats and we both cluck at the birds. What does that sound like? <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Jason, all right. Jason you, you got a good one, buddy. What is it called? <laughs> what is it called when a cat needs the ground? Is it snurgling? Is it kneading? Is it sneagling? Or is it rubbing? Kneading. No. Rick, what's your guess? Snurgling. It is snurgling. Yeah. <laughs> what? I had a cat when I was a kid. Final question. And did you snurgle with it? <laughs> of course, yeah. 
What percentage of a cat's bones are in its tail? Is it 2%, 10%, 0%, or 20%? 20%. That's all cartilage. It's 10%. What the fuck? <sighs> bullshit. Well, cool. Thanks for playing. <laughs> that was pretty good. I would say you're uh, above average on your... Um, Common cat knowledge. Listen, I'm telling you, once my kids go to college, I say this all the time, I'm dropping Andrew Randolph at college, hopefully, God willing, fingers <laughs> crossed, and I'm going to every shelter in town, and I'm going to pick up every cat, bring them home, and just go to town on being a cat lady. And Lofty goal. Yeah, and then when then the next day when Jason leaves you, are you going to get more cats to replace <laughs> him, Jason too? Jason hates cats, too. <laughs> oh, well, he should. He should. <laughs> so much. Um, do you know that the cat is the only animal in the in planet Earth history to domesticate itself? Those pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's like cowboys were hanging around the fire and some feral things like you got some free shit. You know, it's like start petting it, you know, and then brilliant. Yeah, they I, are brilliant creatures. They're stupid. They're and stupid. yet they're so aloof. It seems like a dog would have done that. Like, hey, I'll be your best friend. I will legitimately give you all of my loyalty and I'll hang out with you because you're doing something good for me. No, it's the cat that comes over, domesticates itself, and then is like, I'll be over here licking myself. <laughs> yeah. Licking my butt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's way they too like much. They like to play hard to get. Yeah, Just don't call me. I'll more. call you. <laughs> all right, we're going to wrap this up. Um, you know what? I love that we got to talk about this. I've always wanted to debate somebody on figure skating. Is it a sport or not? I know like so many people are so sensitive about it. It's like, eh, I'm not attacking you personally. I'm just saying like a lot of sequins there. It doesn't, it's not a sport. Like I didn't see any points on the scoreboard. Right. But it is worth noting that both figure skating and football, if you're watching men play it, they're both wearing tights. Continue. Rick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, Great point, Mike. Yeah. Great I, point. I just, Less sequins in football, but same idea, really. Spandex. It's That's spandex. Yeah. So I feel like you were a really good sport, and I'm glad that we got to talk about it. And I feel like I actually talked to somebody with authority because you, you've you done it. You are a former figure skater. Well, I'm happy to chat about figure Especially skating. Especially because it was free. Mm -hmm. And, and cats. Yeah. I, that's a whole, I would love to do a whole segment on cats. I think it'd be more, no, because cats are stupid. <laughs> no, we already covered this. Mike, we yeah, gotta sorry. let we gotta let our guests go. So why yes. don't you get us out of here? All right, what did we learn today, folks? We learned that Holly Rand is average enough. <laughs> uh, Medfield may be on the verge of getting its own guillotine, and probably should. Uh, <laughs> if you're in Shaw's, it's okay to have a meltdown every now and then. We've all been there, uh, and sometimes you just gotta let it out. You just gotta take it out on some poor teenage kid that's trying to bag your stuff, and that's all right. They'll get over it, and you, they might even learn a great new word. Uh, they might learn what fomite transmission is in the middle of your rant, and that is doing a public service. Also, there's a thing uh, in hospitals I didn't know about called the scrubs machine, and you better have enough credits for that. I learned a lot tonight. Me, me too. This was a very informative episode. Holly, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, have a great week, everybody. Thanks for having me. Merry Christmas. Thank you.